Previously on Thomas and the Bible, we read a few prophecies about sieges against Jerusalem and the description of future diet restrictions that they'll encounter at that time, including fathers eating sons and sons eating fathers. The other methods of death that are laid out include dying by the sword or pestilence, but if you're far enough away, you'll just be blown into the wind. So pick that one, guys. God then moaned for ages at Israel as usual. It was a decently cromulent reading of the Bible. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Dale and Thomas for becoming my patrons this week, with a Thomas Young count of three. <laughs> yeah, I, thank you, Harley. I appreciate you saying that my reading was perfectly cromulent. My, I endeavor to make a perfectly cromulent reading every week. <laughs> little, uh, little inside Harley's Patreon humor there. Go, go check his Patreon account out. It's uh, patreon.com slash previously on if you'd like to support Harley's little intros. Um, <laughs> so he had to use a, a word of my choosing because I, I, of course, I'm supporting Harley because he's great. And I, the first word that popped to mind was cromulent from uh, uh, The Simpsons that I remember. I don't remember what episode that was, but I, I do, I do remember they also say like uh, something something embiggens the soul, and <laughs> Lisa's like embiggens isn't a word, and then someone else is like, what are you talking about? It's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> oh man, that show used to be so funny, embiggens. <laughs> That's how I remember it anyway. That actually could, may have not happened, and I just made that up in my brain. I don't actually know. It's a it's an episode I I don't remember watching. I just remember that line. It's it's that show's been around for a long time, long enough to where I can have these weird memories that I don't know if they actually exist. Maybe I made the whole thing up. Maybe I am the Simpsons. No, okay, I've gone too far. I've gone too far with it. Uh, so yeah, what was I going to say else about Harley? I forget what, but uh, make sure to go to Patreon.com previously on. Or Patreon.com, you know, T and the B as well. Either of them. Uh, and thank you so much to people who pledge to either me or to Harley. You guys are the absolute lifeblood, as it were, of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, all right. We are going to read from the Bible today. Um, let's see. We're on Ezekiel 10, and we're going to read through 14. And you know what? Positive attitude. I think we need to do some, like, what do they call it? Like, actualization or, like, um, you know, just... What, I don't know what the word is, but positive thinking. We're just going to make this... We're going to make this be good. We're going to say Ezekiel 10 through 14 is going to be just... Well, okay. We, I don't I don't want to go too crazy. I was going to say the best reading yet of the Bible, but I... <laughs> I, I, I okay, I, I, not even I can do... <laughs> In, in my greatest mood, uh, I don't think I can do that level of positive thinking. Let's say that Ezekiel 10 through 14, we're going to believe in ourselves and we're going to say it's going to be passable. We're going to survive. I'm going to get through the reading without dying. That's At this point, that's all I'm rooting for. Like I'm hoping every passing few chapters here that I read, I'm just, I'm hoping to make it. <laughs> that's I'm long past. You know, I think there are people who read the Bible and like, oh, they really get something from it. Or, you know, religious people, they're like, oh, don't you feel inspired? Don't you? Yeah, no, I'm not even close to that. I'm now just trying to survive. I'm t- <laughs> trying to read to with my mental faculties 
somewhat intact. I'm not going to I'm not going to go so far as to say fully intact. I think that would be just an absolutely unrealistic goal. Um and I don't and frankly, if I did expect to be fully mentally intact, then that would be evidence that I've lost part of my brain because it's just not even it's not possible. So, um all right, Ezekiel 10. Then I looked and be okay, positive, positive, positive. Then I looked and behold in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them, as it were, a sapphire stone as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Wait, didn't we read this? Mm, no? Okay. Never mind. Because I, I do remember a throne. Well, whatever. Okay, there's, so there's a throne <laughs> appearing. Guys, because you all know God would sit in a throne, of course. he would. I feel like God might have a standing desk. I mean, it's all the rage now, right? Or at least it was a couple of years ago. You don't think God's got that... Uh, it's it's good for the what for the blood pressure. How long has God been sitting down? Thousands, more than that, millions, nay, trillion, as many years as there are. That's how long God's been sitting in this achy throne, you know, which is probably not well upholstered. It's probably like granite or something because it's got to look impressive, you know. It's got to look stern and uh, judgmental and like fatherly. If that's a word, <laughs> it's a perfectly prominent word. Um, so it's got to be an uncomfortable throne. So his legs, I imagine, just don't even work anymore. It's, you know, so I, I, he should have a standing desk, I think. We, he ought to upgrade or maybe get the, uh, get someone to do an ergo evaluation on his workstation. Okay, I've gotten one paragraph in. That's a good start. Good start, guys. And he spake unto the man clothed with with linen, and said, Go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill thine hand with coals of fire from between the cherubims, and scatter them over the city. And he went in my sight. Now the cherubim stood on the right side of the house when the man went in, and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherubim, and stood over the threshold of the house. And the house was filled with the cloud. Oh, the, they have the cloud there, huh? Guys, we got the cloud. I'm sorry, I bumped the mic. We got the cloud, yes. Uh, and the court was full of brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the cherubim's wings was heard even to the outer court as the voice of the Almighty God when he speaketh. And it came to pass that when he commanded the man clothed with linen, saying, Take fire from between the wheels and from between the cherubims. But then he went in and stood beside the wheels. I don't know wh- where we are. <laughs> Who, what, where, when, how, and why are questions I don't know. <laughs> the answers to right now. We're in a vision, I guess. I don't know. Is this another, like, Ezekiel's using a weird vision to prove something? Is that what is? I I, I, I don't know. Let me see what see what happened last time. Let me see where we left off. Am I just forgetting where we were? Uh, we left. Behold, the man. And he said, and he said, "Is it, yeah." The Lord is just talking, I guess. So we're just kind of in the middle. Sorry, awkward chapter break there. So I was a little confused. I think we're just in the middle of the Lord, you know, giving Ezekiel a vision. I'm guessing. Who knows? All right, let's get back to it. Uh, we're on seven. And one cherubim, yeah, I think I read that. And there there appeared in the cherubims the form of a man's hand under their wings. And when I looked, behold, the four wheels by their cherubims, one wheel by each cherub, 
and another wheel by another cherub, and the appearance of the wheels was at the color of a barrel stone. And as for their appearances, they had one... The day four had one likeness, as if a wheel had been in the midst of a wheel. Oh, my God. All these fours. What does it mean? When they went, and they went upon their four sides, they turned not as they went. Yeah, so this is like that weird animal thing, kind of. That weird owl animal thing. Uh, But to the place whither the head looked, they followed it. They turned not as they went. And their whole body, and their backs, and their hands, and their wings, and their wheels were full of eyes round about, even the wheels that they four had. As for the wheels, it was cried unto them in my hearing, O wheel. (laughs) I don't know if that's as funny hearing it as it is reading it, just because I'm used to how stupid the Bible is. As for the wheels, which I don't know what these wheels are. Is this a translation problem? Or are we talking about actual wheels? Do I have to put the H? Do I have to sound the H wheel? Um, but anyway, this is some part of like some magical body wing thing. Like there's wheels involved. Uh, and then <laughs> and it says, as for the wheels, it was cried unto them in my hearing, comma, oh, wheel. <laughs> like people, people were crying out, oh, wheel. Just that's it's unreal. This this vision he's having is is quite spectacular. I'm thoroughly impressed. And everyone had four faces again with the four things. And uh, the face of cherub, second face of man, third face of a lion, fourth face of an eagle. And the cherubims were lifted up. And this is the living creature that I saw by the river of Chabar. And when the cherubims went, the wheels went by them. And when the cherubims lifted up their wings to mount up from the earth. The same wheels also turned not from beside them. Holy crap. When they stood, they stood, these stood and were lifted up, and these lifted themselves also, for the spirit of the living creature was in them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted their wings and mounted up from earth in my sight, and they went out. The wheels also were beside them, and everyone stood at the door, of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the God of Israel was over them above. This is the living creature that I saw under the God of Israel by the river of Chabar, and I knew that they were the cherubims. Everyone had four faces. Yeah, okay, we get it, we get it. He's like, hey, guys, did I emphasize, did I tell you how many faces they have? Yeah, four. Oh, okay, did I tell you how many wings they have? Yeah, it was four wings. Oh, Um, Well, did I tell you that every single one of the likeness of the hands of a man under the wings? Probably. I don't know. You might have told me that. You might not have. What difference does it make? You're already describing an unrealistic four-headed thing that... I'm yawning in the middle of my own scene. That's how boring this is. I'm just going to abandon that scene. It's over. Scene over. Oops. I accidentally clicked out somewhere. Take me back. Take me back. Okay, there we go. Everyone had four faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the likeness of their faces was the same faces which I saw by the river of Chabar. Their appearances in themselves, they went everyone straightforward. Okay. Ezekiel 11 now. Maybe now there will be a five-headed monster. We'll be even more impressed. <laughs> more, yeah, why stop at four? I'm, I'm, my, uh, religious beliefs 
are going to go to whoever has a vision of a monster with more heads. <laughs> I'm taking bids now. So if someone wants to come at me with like, well, that's nothing. I saw a monster that had 16 heads. Ooh, man. Sounds like your religion's true. I'd better go with that one. Moreover, the spirit lifted me up and brought me unto the east gate of the Lord's house, which looketh eastward. And behold, at the door of the gate, five and twenty men, among whom I saw Jezaniah, the son of Azur. Sorry, I'm really, oh man, I'm really tired today, so I got lots of yawning. Uh, pedal of something, somebody else. Then said he unto me, son of men, these are the men that devise mischief and give wicked counsel in this city, which say, it is not near. Let us build houses. This city is the cauldron and we be flesh. Therefore, prophecy against them. Prophecy, O son of man. Must I, must I prophecy? Oh, I must. And the spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said, <laughs> speak. <laughs> yeah, so that was a funny passage. There's like, I don't know if it's according to Ezekiel. He's like, yeah, well, I, look, I wasn't going to prophecy or prophesy. Oh, someone, <laughs> yeah, someone got really on me for that. It was urgent that I realize it's prophesy and not prophecy, which you're right. I think I've said prophesy some proportion of the time, but just not enough. But yeah, prophesy. I read a lot of words. Anyway, I <laughs> just remembered that. Uh, yeah, therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, O son of man. Uh, and so, yeah, so Ezekiel's like, well, I wasn't going to prophesy but uh, since you guys really want me to prophesy, I've, okay, I guess I'll spare a few words of, you know, of prophecy for you, for my prophesying. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me, even though I didn't want it to, you know, everyone's kind of urging me along, <laughs> and said unto me, speak. And so I guess I could say, thus saith the Lord, thus have ye said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. You have multiplied your slain in this city, and you have filled the streets thereof with the slain. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Your slain whom ye have laid in the midst of it, they are the flesh, and this city is the cauldron, but I will bring you forth out of the midst of it. Ye have feared the sword, and I will bring a sword upon you, saith the Lord God, and I will bring you out of the midst thereof, and deliver you into the hands of strangers, and I will execute judgments among you. Ye shall fall by the sword, I will judge you in the border of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. This city shall not be your cauldron, neither shall ye be the flesh in the midst thereof, but I will judge you in the border of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, for ye have not walked in my statutes, neither executed my judgments, but have done after manners of the heathen that are round about you. And it came to pass, what I prophesied, that Pelatia, Pelatia the son of Benaiah, died. Then fell I down upon my face and cried with a loud voice and said, Why did I prophesy? Oh, oh dear Lord. Now, let's see. Oh, Lord God, wilt thou make a full end of the remnant of Israel? Again, the word of the Lord came unto me. Oh, he's going to do some more prophesying. Son of man, thy brethren, even thy brethren, the men of thy kindred and all the house of Israel, holy, are they unto whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get you far from the Lord. Unto us is this land given in possession. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Although I have cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, 
Yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries which where they shall come. Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people, and will assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put new spirit within you, and I will take stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them an heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes, and <laughs> walk a mile in my statutes, would you? <laughs> See how easy you think my life is. And keep mine ordinances, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. <laughs> well, well, why can't we be the God, and you be the people? Why does it have to be? Why do you always get to be the God? But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. Then did the cherubims lift up their wings and the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel was over them above. And the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain which is on the east side of the city. East side. I've been watching a lot of The Wire, as I've probably mentioned on some podcasts, even though I've already seen it, but uh, it's a great, great show, uh, watching it the second time. So when I see East Side of the City, I just think like, oh, East Side, huh? <laughs> is that, uh, let's see, is that Prop Joe? Is that Prop Joe's side? I think it is. Uh, so anyway, watch that show if you haven't. It's incredibly good. Afterwards, the Spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea, to them of captivity. So the vision I had seen went up from me. Then I spake unto them of the captivity, all the things that the Lord had showed me. All right, we're on to 12. God, we really have to read to 14. Are you guys making me stick to this? <laughs> Are you holding me to that or can I just quit? No. Ezekiel 12. Um, let's see. The word of the Lord also came unto me, saying, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not, which have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Therefore, thou son of man, prepare thee stuff for removing and remove by day in their sight, and thou shalt remove from thy place to another place in their sight. It may be they will consider, though they be a rebellious house. Then shalt thou bring forth thy stuff by day in their sight as stuff for removing." And thou shalt go forth at even in their sight, as they that go forth into captivity. Dig thou through the wall in their sight, and carry out thereby. In their sight shalt thou bear it upon thy shoulders, and carry it forth in the twilight. Thou shalt cover thy face, and thou see not the ground, for I have set thee for a sign unto the house of Israel. Also I did as I was commanded. I brought forth my stuff by day, as stuff for captivity, and in the even I digged through the wall of with mine hand, I brought it forth in the twilight, and I bare it upon my shoulder in their sight. And in the morning came the word of the Lord unto me, saying, Son of man, hath not the house of Israel, the rebellious house, said unto thee, What doest thou? Say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, This burden concerneth the prince in Jerusalem, and all the house of Israel that are among them. Say, I am your sign, like as I have done so shall it be done unto them. They shall remove and go into captivity. And the prince that is among them shall bear upon his shoulder in the twilight, and shall go forth. They shall dig through the wall to carry out thereby. 
He shall cover his face that he has seen not the ground with his eyes. Oh, man. Uh, My net also will I spread upon him, and he shall be taken in my snare, and I will bring him to Babylon, to the land of the Chaldeans, yet he shall not see it, though he shall die there. And I will scatter toward every wind all that are about him to help him, and all his bands, and I will draw out the sword after them. And they shall know that I am the Lord, when I shall scatter them among the nations and disperse them in the countries. But I will leave few men of them from the sword, from the famine, and from the pestilence, that they may declare all their abominations among the heathen whither they come. And they shall know that I am the Lord. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me. Oh, there's more, guys, there's more, in case you were wondering. Yes, there's, there's more. Son of man, eat thy bread with quaking, and drink thy water with trembling and with carefulness, and say unto the people of the land, Thus shall the Lord God of the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the land of Israel. They shall eat bread their bread with carefulness, and drink their water with astonishment, that her land may be desolate from all that is therein, because of the violence of all them that dwell therein. And the cities that are inhabited shall be laid waste, and the land shall be desolate. And ye shall know that I am the Lord." And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel, saying, The days are prolonged, and every vision faileth? Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord. That's not a great proverb. Seems like kind of a boring one to me. The days are prolonged, and every vision faileth. Does that mean something to you guys? I don't know. It doesn't mean anything to me. Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease, And they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say unto them, The days are at hand, and the effect of every vision. For there shall be no more any vain vision, nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged, for in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word, and will perform it, saith the Lord God." Again the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, The vision that he seeth is for many days to come, and he prophesied the names that are far off. Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, There shall none of my words be prolonged any more, but the word which I shall spoke, which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord. Okay, this is funny. You know how I've said a lot of times, like, Oh, when's stuff actually going to happen? You know? That passage was him finally saying like, okay, and make no mistake, this is finally happening. (laughs) No more, Mr. Nice God. I will, all these promises I've made, they will be coming to fruition very soon. You can mark my words. Despite my perfect record of these things never happening and pretty much me just promising a bunch of stuff, that's all changing. All this stuff's going to happen. You, you'll you see. You'll see. Um, okay, so we're on 13. Uh, okay. And the word of the Lord came unto me. Oh, there's more. Guys, there's more. <laughs> there's more Ezekiel. Saying, Son of man, prophecy against the prophets of Israel that prophecy. Hmm. And say thou unto, and say thou unto them that prophecy out of their own hearts. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like foxes in the deserts. Ye have not gone up into the gaps, 
neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle of the day of the Lord. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, The Lord hath not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have ye not seen a vain vision? Have ye not spoken a lying divination? Whereas ye say, The Lord saith, albeit I have not spoken? Sure, maybe. I don't know. That was kind of a confusing question. How do you expect me to answer that? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because you have spoken vanity. So apparently there's like fake prophesiers, <laughs> prophets also, <laughs> aka prophets. There's like false prophets going around. And so God is condemning them, I think. Because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. And mine hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and divine li- and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Oh, okay. Because even because... Well, this is... Wow. Because... Even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, there was no peace, and no one built up a wall, and, lo, others daubed it with untempered mortar. Say unto them which daub it with untempered <laughs> I didn't think we were going to see that phrase again so soon, but we there, there you go. Say unto them which daub it, D-A-U-B, with untempered mortar, that it shall fall, there shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. Lo, when the wind is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, Where is the daubing wherewith ye daubed it? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of that. Again, that's. I think that's more evidence of the, you know, oh, there wasn't just like one perfect author of the Bible. This word daubing it, that has not come up in the entire... Thing. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing this word daubing. Now, of course, I guess you could say Ezekiel wrote it and it's different, you know, he's a different author. But isn't that weird? I mean, if it's the one perfect author who supposedly wrote the whole book, you know, the, the stylistic differences. I'm just saying, excuse me, it makes sense that they can tell these things. Like they can analyze the words and be like, wow, this author is totally different. So um, cause it, it's, yeah, daubed. <laughs> I don't, pretty sure I've never said that before. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, even I will rend it with a stormy wind, even in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. So will I break down the wall, <laughs> the fourth wall. I'll break down the fourth wall and talk directly to the camera. No. Break down the wall that you have daubed. Well, again, daubed with an untempered mortar, something I've never heard of until this very chapter when I've heard of it five or six times. And bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall and ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have daubed it with an untempered mortar. (laughs) Again, again with the daubing. And I will say unto you, the wall is no more, neither they that daubed it. <laughs> Who's more daubish, the dauber or the daub that daubs? To wit, the prophets of Israel, which prophecy concerning prophesy concerning Jerusalem, and which see visions of peace for her, and there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own heart and prophesy thou against them. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women that sow pillows to all armholes, 
and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people, and will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? And will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley, and for pieces of bread, to slay the souls that should not die, to save the souls alive that should not live, by your lying to my people that hear your lies? Wherefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillows. Not my pillows! Wherewith ye uh, there hunt the souls to make them fly, and I will tear them from your arms. So you're having like a pillow fight with souls? Is that what's happening? Uh, And I will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt to make them fly. Your kerchiefs also will I tear and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall be no more in your hand to be hunted, and ye shall know that I am the Lord." Because with lies ye have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthen the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. Therefore ye shall see no more vanity, nor divine divinations, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Okay, if you say so. Uh, Okay, 14, we're on our last chapter here. And, oh, good, it's not short. It's like the same as everything else. Okay. <clears throat> Water. Me, 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 me. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son, isn't that convenient? So these elders of Israel come to talk to Ezekiel, and he's like, oh, hey, guy, oh, oh, I'm getting a message from the Lord. And then he just says whatever he wants to say. <laughs> Man, I would kill to be a prophet. This is a, a good gig. Although I'm sure it's dangerous. I mean, once once ti- you know the tide turns against you or you kind of mess up, you know, I'm sure people get really mad. But uh, still. Ooh, everyone, oh, I'm getting a word straight to my brain from the creator of the universe. Uh, hold on, let me decode what it's saying. Uh, it says, give me all your women and food. Huh, weird. Huh, what a weird message. Oh, uh who am I to argue? I don't know. I guess I guess we'll go. You know, I don't even like women or food that much. I mean, a little bit, but you know, not that much. But well, okay. Well, I guess give me all your women and food and whatever. Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of all at all? What should I be inquired of at all by them? Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent! And turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separates himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, the Lord will answer him by myself. And I will set my face against that man, and I will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet be deceived when he hath spoken a thing, 
I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand upon him and destroy, will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity, and the punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him. And the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. The word of the Lord came again. Oh, he's not done, everyone. It came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by uh, trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beasts, though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither their sons nor daughters, they shall only be delivered, but the land shall be desolate." Or if I bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they shall only shall be delivered themselves. Or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off man from it man and beast. Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it as I live, Saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. For thus saith the Lord God, how much more when I send my four sore judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword and famine and the noise and beast and the pestilence to cut it off from man and beast. Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters, behold, they shall come forth unto you, and ye shall see their way and their doings, and ye shall be comforted concerning the evil which that I have brought up upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they shall comfort you, and ye shall see their ways and their doings, and ye shall know that I have not done without cause all that I have done in it, saith the Lord God. Okay, uh, that's the end of our reading for today. And, uh... Yeah, I just want to say again, thank you so much to patrons. Make sure to become a patron. Patreon.com slash T and the B. Keep this podcast going. Help me survive. Uh, it's going to be tough. I, 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 this will eventually go to medical bills, by the way. I think that will. And, and those aren't cheap. You know, that's, that's not going to be cheap stuff. All right. Thank you so much for listening as usual. And I will see you next week. <laughs>